thank you very much for tuning in once again to the First Love Ministry from First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois for Sunday, January 24th, 2021. Reverend Jonathan Warren has titled his sermon today, Jesus Wept. Our first gospel reading comes to us from John 11, 1 through 6 and 17 through 27. Our second gospel reading is John 11, 28 through 45. For our special music today, we get to enjoy soloist Stephanie Solterman singing, Help Comes from the Lord. We thank you very much for tuning in again to our service, and we hope it gave you some inspiration for this week. We pray that all is well, safe, and healthy in your family. God bless until we meet again next week. The scripture reading is from John chapter 11, verses 1 through 6 and 17 through 27. Let us listen to the word of God. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard, heard it, he said, this illness does not need lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. I and everyone who lives and believes me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into this world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Your help comes from the Lord. Your God will not slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over day and night. Our gospel lesson continues, John 11, the 28th verse, and ending at the 45th verse. Let us listen to the word of God. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, the teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, 
my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In today's lesson, we learn about Lazarus, and Lazarus is really sick. His sisters began nursing him, but he kept getting weaker and weaker. Everything they were doing wasn't helping and over time, they grew worried and exhausted and helpless, really. So in desperation, they send an urgent message to Jesus. They know somebody who can help in a time like this. And they write this simple message. Lord, he whom you love is ill. Jesus knew exactly what that would mean, they, they figured. And then they waited. They'd hoped that Jesus would come quickly, and in this bit of hope, they prayed for Lazarus, and it helped them tend to their brother in his time of need. And they waited They waited, and they waited. But Jesus didn't come in time. And their dear brother Lazarus died. When he died, so many came and visited Mary and Martha. They came to console and to cry and to mourn his loss. Finally, after four days, after Lazarus died, Jesus comes. 
Martha goes away with Jesus, and she's full of pain and heartache and anguish. And she tells him and asks him, where were you? Why didn't you come? We called for you. You could have fixed it. And now he's dead. I don't know if you realize this, but we're just like Mary and Martha. We're in the midst of major loss. For ten long months, too many people have gotten sick. Too many deaths weigh us down. Not only us, but our whole community and country and world. We're anxious and scared. We're isolated, exhausted. And we're helpless. We've lost way too much. Over the last few weeks, our church has been praying for the Mansell family, for Hannah. Ever since she got COVID, she was medevaced to Champagne a few days after Christmas. And we prayed for this 26-year-old who was confirmed in our church, part of our youth group. Last year, during the Christmas Eve service, she signed for our service. She was a young teacher. And over those weeks, we kept praying. Her family prayed. The whole community prayed, and she got sicker and sicker. I think when she died this week, it really hit our church family and our community right in the gut. I think all the fear and angst and loss and exhaustion has come to a head, and this is what we've been worried about this whole time. smacked us right in the face when this young, vibrant, full of life, full of light, when she died. We could not, most of us, go to her funeral. We could not go with her family to the grave. Stuck in our homes, grieving. And even if you're not there right now, I would imagine that you've been here before. Asking God, asking why these things happen. Maybe you're angry or upset or you're just helpless or full of heartache? Where have you been, Jesus? 
Why didn't you come when I called? You could have fixed it. In 2003, as a missionary in Africa, I was there for about a year, our small group took a trip to Mbeya, Tanzania for a few weeks. When we first arrived, a young woman in the church died, a daughter of an elder in the church. As missionaries of the church, we were invited to the home of this family. There were women, young and old. They'd all come to be with this family. And I noticed in the large, darkened room, on the ground, there were all these women, young and old, crying and wailing and praying. I didn't know their language. But I knew that this practice was biblical. In fact, it's in our scripture reading today. Women would all cry and wail together. As a community, they grieved and mourned together. Now, most of us don't do this in our culture and our tradition. Especially in this pandemic, there's certainly limiting, limited gathering, limited everything. But there's something unique and special to this practice of mourning together. There's a book I find really helpful called Healing Your Grieving Heart. It provides a hundred practical ideas of what to do when someone's died, each one those hundred are about a page or less. And the first one says that we must understand the difference between grief and mourning. It says that grief is the constellation of internal thoughts and feelings we have when someone we loved dies. Grief is the weight in the chest that churning in the gut, the unspeakable thoughts and feelings. Mourning is the outward expression of grief. Mourning is crying, it's journaling, it's creating artwork, talking to others about the death, telling the story, speaking the unspeakable. Now everyone grieves when someone loved dies, but if we are to heal, we must also mourn. Many of the ideas in this book are intended to help you mourn. Mourn the death of your loved one to express your grief outside of yourself. And over time and with the support of others, to mourn is to heal. Ask yourself this, it says, have I truly been mourning the death of my loved one? Or have I restricted myself to grieving? It's a good question, isn't it? 
I certainly recommend this book to everyone here, Healing Your Grieving Heart. We certainly all need a copy this year because of loss and deaths we've experienced from this pandemic. Let's get back to our scripture reading. So Martha has met Jesus, but now this time Mary meets Jesus. And when she does... She mourns and weeps her brother's death, asking him the very same questions that Martha does. Why didn't you come, Jesus? If you'd, have, if you'd been here, he wouldn't have died. Right then is when Jesus sees her crying and all the others gathered, also weeping. And he's greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. She takes Jesus to the tomb. And when Jesus sees the tomb, it says that Jesus wept. We know that Jesus is both human and God, but at this moment, what we really see is the human reaction of weeping. Jesus is sad, and he doesn't just grieve, he mourns, he weeps. The God that feels sometimes so other, that sometimes feels so far away, in Jesus knows what it's like to be human and to hurt and to lose and to feel anguish and heartache just like us. And when Jesus cries, Jesus teaches us something very important. That in loss, we can't just grieve. We can't just bottle up all those feelings. If we want to heal, if we want to be restored, then we need to mourn like the women and like Jesus Mourning is the outward expression of grief, crying, journaling, creating artwork, talking to others about the death, telling the story, speaking the unspeakable. Now, I recognize this is hard in our culture, especially today. And I know most Presbyterians like to be private. We like to be strong. We like to hold it in. But Jesus, the Son of God, weeps, and that gives us permission to mourn so that we can heal. I know this passage also talks about the resurrection and even shares a miracle. I've certainly preached that sermon before. It's one we hear recounted and shared almost every week. Certainly every Easter. But it's not something we need to hear today. Today we need to know that it's okay to mourn. If our task as Christians is to be more like Jesus, then we need to help each other mourn. Just like Martha and Mary, it's okay to question God. It's okay to get angry and to cry and to be upset and to be heartbroken. 
And just like Jesus, it's okay to let those emotions out. If we are to heal, we must also mourn. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you found this material inspiring and would like to support our ministry here at First Love from the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, please send contributions to First Presbyterian Church, 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. You can also contribute through your financial institution, through bill pay. And if an account number is necessary, please use 870-870-870. Our phone number at First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. That's O-F-F-I-C-E at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. You can join our live stream video of Sunday services, which start at 9.55 a.m. on Sunday at www.facebook.com slash firstpresjacks. That's www.facebook.com slash firstpresjacks. We also have a Facebook page called Presbyterians with a Purpose at www.facebook.com slash groups slash 22176139. Seven one one five three slash Presbyterians for a Purpose is a group for anyone needing to get in contact with someone else during these challenging times. If you wish to attend our 10 a.m. services on Sunday in person, please come in the north door. A nurse will take your temperature. The nurse will then press a button to open the door to limit touching surfaces. Another volunteer will open the inner door. While moving around, please wear your mask. Once seated, you can remove your mask. We pray you have a safe, joyful, and healthy week. God bless.